Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, where we share the Sermon of the Week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. So what if I told you there was a currency, there was a currency that you could mint for yourself and you would never go bankrupt? You could never give it away so much that you would be bankrupt. That currency is thankfulness. It's gratitude. It's gratefulness. Expressed in those two little words, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just look at your neighbor. Let it, give it a try. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. See, see it didn't cost you anything. Let me tell you, you're never more impoverished. You're never more impoverished than if you don't, if you're not able to say thank you. The poorest people in the world are ungrateful, ungrateful people. Any parents in the house ever have an ungrateful child? You ought to be thankful. I'll take that and I'll wipe that smile right off your face. You, you know, I made you. I'll take you out and make another one just like you. No big deal. You know what I'm saying? It takes so little. It takes so little to say thank you. So little. And it means a lot. Smallest thank yous, it seems, are always worth more than the effort it took you to write it. Somebody gives you a thank you note, it maybe took them, you know, 10 seconds to write or drop you a note or just say thank you. But for you, something happens inside of you. It's, it's worth more when you mint that coin called thank you and you give it away. Oh, man, that's priceless. Well, they just know I'm thankful. Here's a a newsflash, guys, husbands. Silent gratitude is worthless. Okay, that went on really, really well. Okay, let's try it over here. Ladies, is silent gratitude worthless? Yeah, well, they they should just know know I'm thankful. Well, they're going to know you're thankful if you say thank you. But if you don't say thank you, Thank you, it's worthless. Silent gratitude is worthless. You may as well put your dollars in a coffee can in the backyard. Worse than that, I mean, you didn't even mint the word thank you. So it's not even like you have money in a can in the backyard, this, this, this currency called thank you. If you don't mint it and give it away, uh, it's pathetic in your life, to be quite honest. It's, it's worthless. Jesus thinks thank you is important. In Luke chapter 17, he was on his way to Jerusalem one day and he was traveling along the border between those rotten Samaritans and the Galileans. And as he was going to a village, 10 men with leprosy met him and they stood at a distance and they called out to him, Jesus, master, have pity on us. Jesus saw them and he said, hey, go show yourself to the priest and underline it if you have your Bible. And as they went, well, that means, just a little side note here, it's not the sermon we're gonna land on here in just a minute, but there is this, this element of when God says it, just thank him in right now, just thank him right now. In the, as they went in faith, he said it's, well, the re, by the way, just contextually so you know, why he is saying go show yourself to the priest is because that's who had the USDA seal of approval on whether or not you were clean or not. The priests were the equivalent of the doctors that day. They would inspect you and they'd say, oh, you're clean. Okay, so that's why Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest because Jesus was saying, you're clean. So as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, and one, say one, one of them. When he saw that he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice, and he threw, look at this picture, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And I think it's interesting to note that uh, uh, Dr. Luke here tells us that he was also a Samaritan. And by the way, if you don't know, Samaritans were not liked by the Jews. They didn't get along well. The Samaritans had taken on some foreign gods. And that's why the parable of the Good Samaritan is so powerful because Jesus in that parable had a, had a Samaritan take care of the Jew. And now here a Jew is taking care of a Samaritan. Jesus is healing even a Samaritan, an unclean, broken, ugly 
defigured, deformed, heretical person. He healed them. Jesus asked, hey, uh, uh, excuse me, but wasn't there, weren't there 10 of you? <laughs> Where are the other nine? Didn't anybody think they should turn around and give praise to God? Except for this no good foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. There was a guy who was camping. He, was, he, got, he got lost in the woods, right? And he was just terribly lost. He was uh, on a camping weekend. And, and uh, he finally decided, yeah, he better bend his knee and pray, dear God, get me out of this place. And uh, he was telling the story to someone later about how he'd been rescued, and someone asked, well, did God answer your prayer? And the, guy, and the man said, no, no, no. A park ranger showed up before God could answer my prayer. <laughs> showed, me the, showed me the way out. You know what that is? That sometimes God does things, does things for us, and we don't, we don't see it. We're ungrateful. Just like the blind man. We don't see so I, I thought, what are some things that I'm thankful for? Things that God showers down on me that I'm sometimes not aware of or I don't often verbalize. And I thought, how about indoor plumbing? Huh? I don't know if there's anybody here old enough to have had an outhouse back in the day or didn't have running water or you've been on a missions trip and they go, there's the bathroom and they point to a tree. How about food? Wi-Fi, socks, deodorant, computers, toilet paper, deodorant, I uh, said that, duct tape, good hair days, bacon. See, 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 you got something to be thankful for. Autosave on documents. Hot showers, freedom, laughter, a comfortable chair, family, friends, love, forgiveness, and Jesus. And sometimes, you know, we wake up and this morning you see the sunshine or you see the birds flying. I saw a couple bald eagles this week. And, or you, all these things that just kind of flood over us, they rain down on us and then we don't give, we don't stop and give thanks to God for those things. Oh, what are, you having, what are you having for breakfast? Oh, same old, same old nasty cereal. You know, there's some people who don't have money to buy breakfast. They don't even, they don't even get breakfast. Oh, nasty job I got to go to. There's some people right now in a wheelchair that are, their bodies are broken down, they're not well, or they can't get a job, and they, they, they would be so thankful to get the crappy job that you have. Well, I don't have any money. Well, tell that to the people to whom, well, what would, I mean, I did the, I did the research and I could bore you with all the statistics. You know how much money we spend on dog food? You know, you know the, what we spend on entertainment is what some people make an entire year in their life. Now, if you're a believer this morning, which I hope most of you are, I'm sure there's some people here today that are on the fence trying to figure out whether or not they want to be a follower of Jesus. Whether you are or you aren't, let me tell you this, that God has blessed you far more than you realize and far more than you deserve. Even if you're not a believer. Well, God's not blessed me. Uh, did you wake up this morning? There's a thing called prevenient grace, like you've heard to intervene, enter, so it's happening, and then you intervene, you come in the middle of it and you intervene. Pre, the prefix pre mean before, prevene, prevenient grace, meaning it's this grace that's out in front of you. You don't even realize that God's, God's taking care of you all the time. You didn't get in a wreck here this, coming here this morning. You woke up with a reasonable portion of your strength. You had maybe a little bit of breakfast this morning. God's taking care of you. He's taking care of you. His prevenient grace, even if you're not a believer this morning, he's still there and he's out in front of you. Those of us who know him, we realize that grace is active in our life. But sometimes we just forget to be thankful. 
Here's the truth in a nutshell. And if you're looking for something to take home this morning, you, you need not go any further than this statement. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all Samaritan lepers. There it is. We have a sense of privilege being Americans. We have a sense of, I mean, you talk to somebody in a foreign country, they know when Americans walk in the room, it's, hey, here I am. Where's the buffet? Put me at the front of the line. Put me at the best table. The service isn't very fast here. People in other, other countries pick us out really quickly because we carry with us this sense of entitlement and, and obligation where everybody owes us something. And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking in, in generalities, but listen, understand, ladies and gentlemen, how blessed we are. And if we don't stop and begin to pause and to be thankful for what we have, maybe we won't have what we have very much longer. So we're all Samaritan lepers, unclean in the eyes of the Lord. Amazing grace that saved a, a what? A worm, a wretch, a no good nobody. We don't like that. I am somebody. I'm important. And we have our positive confessions. I'm all for that. I believe that. But if you don't have a starting point of you're broken and you're not intrinsically good, you're not just good out of your mother's womb. No, you're broken. You're deserted. You're scum. You're slime. You're a wretch. You're, 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 you're not headed anywhere but the pits of hell unless you answer the call of God and say, yes, I'm going to be thankful for what Jesus did for me on the cross. Then you are all those other things. And that's how God wants to see you. God does not want to send anybody to hell. That place is for the Satan and his enemies and, and his uh, uh, demons, the enemies of God. That's not for you. God has made a way. And it begins with being grateful and thankful for what you have. And getting your eyes off of other people and what they have. And then being jealous of what they have. Thinking, oh, well, they think they're... Listen, you mind your own business. You mind your own P's and Q's. Don't worry about anybody else. See, God does not care how much money people have. He really doesn't. He just doesn't want it in their heart. And who are you to sit in judgment on somebody else's heart? See, now all that wasn't in here. That was just me kind (laughs) of freestyling for you. Because we need to be reminded sometimes that we got to be grateful. And thankful for what we have. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Why should I give thanks unto the Lord? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Anybody know what comes next? For he is good. Is he not good? God is good. How often? Okay, so oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For he is. That's why we give thanks. Because he is good. Not because you got what you wanted for Christmas. He's not on the throne one day when he gives you what you want and somehow he's not on the throne the next day when he doesn't do what you think he should do. He's not some spiritual Santa Claus. He's not some blackjack, you pull the one-armed bandit and hope you're gonna get three bar. No, God is, deserves thanks simply because he is good all the time. We don't deserve his grace, but somehow we get it. That's what's so crazy. That's why he's so good. I, you ever been around somebody and say, well, I, I deserve, and then they dot, 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 dot. No, you should never ask for what you deserve, particularly when you're talking to the Lord. Because what you deserve is his wrath, except for the blood of Jesus applied to your life, right? So, oh, give thanks. If God, through Jesus, never did another thing for you other than save you, you should be able to say thank you a thousand times a day minimum but if you don't say thank you well it's silent gratitude and we know that silent gratitude is worthless it's a coin that never gets minted never can be spent that's why we're so thankful Ephesians 4 2 tells us but because of his great love for us God who is rich in mercy made alive with Christ even with when we were dead in our transgressions for it is by grace you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ in order that the coming ages might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ 
For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, and not by your works, not by your works, otherwise you could boast in it. How did you get saved? By, by the grace of God. Well, I prayed a prayer. Don't start it out like that. Because now you just put I at the middle of that sentence. I did it. How did you get saved? I prayed a prayer. <laughs> Careful. Theologically, you're in danger. Danger, Will Robinson. How did you get saved? By grace. Nothing I did. It was his mercy. And I should give thanks. All the time. I give thanks to God. I thank, thank, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. For we are God's workmanship, verse 10, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That is why we need to be thankful for. We need to be thankful, but oftentimes we are the 90%. Sometimes I'm the 90%. What's the 90%? The nine who didn't turn around and say thank you. I want to be part of the 10%. I want to be part of the top 10. I want to be the one that turns around and says, you know what? I am so, th maybe it was because he was Samaritan and he double realized. Maybe it was the privileged mindset of the nine Jews that said, oh, it's a Jew, blessing a Jew. And, you know, but the Samaritan goes, man, he, he, he did not have to do that. Especially for me. I want to be the one that turns around and says thank you. Does that mean he was perhaps a little, a little, just a little bit more late? What's the name of that buffet down there on the south end of town? I'm trying to think of uh, Gold, not, not Golden Corral, Pizza Ranch. Maybe he was just two minutes late to the Pizza Ranch that Sunday because he stopped to say thank you. He put himself out just a little bit. Because it does cost you a little bit of time to write a thank you note to somebody. It does take you a little bit of time just to slow down just enough to look him in the eye and say, thanks. Thanks for being here, Kirsten. Thanks, thanks for being here for me, taking care of whatever needs to be taken care of. That's what we have to be thankful for. Charlie Brown in Peanuts, he said this. What if today we were just grateful for everything? How about that? That would change your life. You know what? You like hanging around grateful people. You don't like hanging around ungrateful people. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. That was awesome. Thanks. Uh, um, Devin texts me every day. Text, Devin texts me every day. I asked him to. He's not like irritating me. He's doing what I asked him to do. <laughs> but every time he texts me, I respond with a thank you. Thanks. Thumbs up. Way to go. Good job. Don't have to. But imagine he texted me every day and I never, ever respond. He should just know that I'm thankful that he does uh, what, what he needs to do. He's the intern. Of course he needs to do that. It's his job. He should do that. But being thanked? Man, I'll tell you, you have great power. You mint a currency when you say thank you. Simple. We can do it for each other. And when we do, it shows their value, gives them identity. Cheryl and I learned this very early on in ministry. We, it, was a, it was a discipline for us early on. Of course, I was taught to say thank you a lot. My parents were very thank you minded. Like at Christmas, painful. Opening presents, I don't know how you open presents, but we did the dreaded, everybody watch you. Open one. And then when, when they got done opening it, whoever had given it, they had to get up, go across the room, give somebody a hug and say, thank you. Is this not right? This is how we did it. Painful. Painful. <laughs> You're eight years old. You got a pile of presents in front of you. You're watching your little, little brother opening presents. He don't even know who it's from. <laughs> Who's it from, Bjarni? Who's it from, Oz? Who's from Grandma? Okay, get up. This is... Dun, 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 cross her. Thank you, Grandma. Grandma, oh, you're welcome. Dun, 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 back. Okay, now you're next. You get to open one present. That's the way it was in our house. So it was ingrained in us. That's just how it happened. And then in ministry, I mean, somebody gives you something in ministry and you don't say thank you or write a thank you note, you may as well be the seed of Satan. You may as well be devil's son. 
I gave him a whatever. You, you gave me, please, <laughs> please don't ever give me anything to hang on my wall. Okay, just as a general rule, never give a pastor anything to hang on their wall. It's just a general rule. But even if you gave me something to hang on my wall, and now you're saying, oh my gosh, I gave him something to hang on his wall. I'm so embarrassed. No, 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 no. I think everything everybody's ever given me to hang on a wall, I've hung on a wall for a while. And th- th- there it is, right? right. So anyway, I, no, true. I'm thinking about like Pam. Pam and Bill gave me, where's, I think Pam and Bill are. There you go. I have your thing on the wall still, Pam, by the way. Good, she's giving me the thumbs up. All right, so, so I'm not talking about you. But, in general, but, but you know, even, listen, listen, listen. My daughter, where's Hannah? She's got Juby. She's got Juby. All right, so what, so the, what my parents did, I did, Hannah, say thank you. My daughter, as if she is nothing, she is honest. She is so honest. She goes, well, I'm not thankful. She goes, I don't like it. She goes, I don't like that. Somebody gave her something. She goes, I don't like that. I said, well, here's it. Come here. Come here. Let's have a talk. Well, you can still be thankful that they bought you something and they were thinking about you and they took the time to wrap it and they brought it here and they gave it to you so you could be thankful for that, right? Well, yeah, I could be thankful for that. Well, then just open your mouth and say thank you. Say thank you for the gift. Even if you don't like it. So you write thank you notes. We buy them by the box. I want to say thank you. If you give me something, if I've not given you a thank you note, my deepest sincere, sincere apologies. Because our desire, we always write thank you notes. And you should be the same way. It takes so little effort. And what you, what you get as you validate that person, so little time that you took to send that card, and they get that, wow. They feel good, you feel good, everybody feels good. They're invaluable. So to be thankful to one another. My life is good. No, it's not good for you. You're good. Your life's not good right now. You don't have enough money. Your car is broken. The brakes need change. The, the, heat, the heating bill is bigger than you thought. The kids are sick. And you, you can go down this list of things and say, listen, my life really sucks right now. What are you saying, Pastor, that I got to thank him for that stuff? No. No, I'm not saying you thank him for that. I'm telling you there's a key that will unlock joy in your life regardless of your circumstance. There is a key that you can put in the lock of your heart that will unlock joy even in the middle of your difficult circumstance. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says this, give thanks in all circumstances. Some people have said, well, you just need to thank God for, the, for that bad, thank God for that bad time. Now, granted, sometimes after a bad time rolls through your life and you get to look back and retrospect, you say, man, I can thank God because of that hardship. But in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to say, oh God, thank you that the, that the floodwaters came out or that my sump pump stopped and my basement flooded with raw sewage. Thank you for that. It's kind of hard to say that, isn't it? Why is it hard to say that? Because you're not thanking God for that horrible situation. You can thank in the circumstance. Give thanks in God. I'm, even in the middle of this really nasty day, you got a letter from the lawyer and somebody is suing you. You got a letter, you got a card, you got something. The boss said this, the wife said that, the husband said that, the kids got off the rails and it's just a horrible, horrible day. You can still, because God is good all the time, give thanks in the middle of that horrible circumstance. And do you know what kind of attention you get from God when you stop in the middle of a horrible set of circumstances? You go, I thank you, God. You are so good to me. You are, you've been so good to me, God, I can't even begin. And you begin telling him that you're thankful from everything from bacon to socks. You know what happens about that circumstance? Somehow God gets you through it. Because you have a good attitude. My mom, as I told you, was in the hospital last week. I have a lot to be thankful for today as it relates to her. Um, but I was very thankful. If you know anything about getting out of the hospital, you know it's a gauntlet. And the last person she had to get to sign off on her, besides the doctor and the physical therapist and the charge nurse and everybody else, was a, a, an occupational therapist, an OT. Last person of the day had to say, yes, you are good to go, no problem. And then that's the final linchpin that everything falls into order. So you get your discharge orders, which take 
three hours to get you out of the hospital after they say you can go. It's like, anyway. So her, her name was Hannah. Her name was Hannah. Well, that was my daughter's name. So we, you know, I'm trying to schmooze her. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Right? I want my mom out of here. This woman has the key to get us out of there. And I'm very thankful for her. Her name is Hannah. So I'm talking to Hannah about her and her name. And oh, it's a Bible name. And yes, my daughter's name is Hannah. It means full of grace. Yes, it does. You know that? Yes, I do. And Bible. And she goes, da, da, da. and uh, something about Shiloh. Her dog, my do- mom's name's dog is Shiloh. Oh, Shiloh, that's the name of my parents' soap company. I said, well, that's, that's crazy. She, Shiloh, she says, Shiloh Soap. I said, yeah. She goes, uh, yeah. I said, well, oh, that's interesting. And uh, that was the end of the conversation. And then uh, she signed off with my mom. And my mom got out. And I remembered Hannah, and I remembered Shiloh Soap. So this week, I Googled Shiloh Soap. And I found the owners of the Shiloh Soap. And I got a card. I got a thank you note thanking mom and dad, don't know their names, Mr. and Mrs. whoever, who the owner, dear owners of Shiloh Soap, because she said they were the owners. I just wanted to thank you for how you raised your, because she was so kind, she was so nice, she was so, I want to thank you for how you raised your daughter. She was so kind to my mom in the hospital. She was just full of, full of compassion for her, and she was patient with her, and she signed off on her, and she got out. So I just, just as one parent to another, thank you for raising your daughter well. Can you imagine being that parent that gets that card in the mail? It took me not even five minutes to write, but to go, oh, yeah, that's a currency. And God says, look at you being thankful. It's, it's worth a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Give thanks in all circumstances. It's important to be a part of that 10%. This is the day, Hannah said it this morning during offering, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. I am so thankful, I will rejoice. The word rejoice literally means to spin around in happiness. Woo! That's how thankful I am. For what? Everything God's given me. He hasn't given me anything today. He gave you his salvation. He gave you a new life. He gave you another crack at life this morning. I mean, leprosy was horrible. Josephus Flavius, uh, the Roman first century historian, says, quote, as if they were in effect, you had to treat them as if in effect they were dead men. The Mosaic Law, Leviticus chapter 13, prescribes that a person would be cut off from society. They had to wear torn clothing. Well, I got this nice shirt. Too bad. Tear it. You don't get a new shirt. You get old shirts. And if you happen to get a new shirt, you still have to rip it to shreds. And everywhere you go, you can't have your head covered. It has to be uncovered. And everywhere you go, you cover your mouth and you yell at the top of your lungs, unclean, unclean, so that everyone knew that you were a leper and not to come near you. Can you imagine? Yet Jesus said, I'll take care of you. He called in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. And he healed them all, but only one returned. So what could you say thank you to God for today? Stop looking at your bad circumstance. It's so easy to find. I mean, if, if you're wearing a white shirt and you go to the pasta house and you eat spaghetti, first of all, you're not the brightest bulb in the package, let's just say. <laughs> but if you're brave enough to try to eat spaghetti with a white shirt on, what happens? What happens every time? One little... F- Bam, boink, right there. And then that's all you see the rest of the day. You got a shirt that's 999.999% white, but you see that one bad thing. Because you fixate on it. You fixate on your car, your house, your job, your insurance, your whatever that negative is, stop it. Start being grateful. Start being thankful. And you're going to see it's a key to unlock joy so much so that you begin to spin around. They are so thankful. And why are they so happy? Their, cars, their car doesn't even run. But they've realized who God is in their life and all that they have to be thankful for. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Philippians 4. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with... How are you going to come into his presence? The very first thing you do is give thanks. When you bend your knee in prayer, dear God, thank you. 
Every night, my wife and I, devotions. Every morning, devotions. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for today. Even if it was a horrible day. I've had some bad days, sure. But I still start out by saying thank you. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my wife. And just rattle off half a dozen things off the top of my head that I'm thankful for. It puts you in an attitude of gratitude. Psalm 116. I will sacrifice a thank offering. Colossians 4. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful. Colossians 2. Root and build up in him. Strengthen in the faith we were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Finally, 2 Corinthians 9, 12. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but it also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. So, I don't want a whole lot of thought, but I want 10 people to come up here right now. Any 10 people, and we're going to have you tell us a few things you're thankful for. Okay, see how easy that was? You don't even have to know what they are before you start coming up. There's one, come on up here. Here's number two, there's number three. Right now, let me just be honest, and let me just, let me, I'm not gonna shame you, I'm not gonna shame you, but I should have to hold you back. You understand what I'm saying? I should have to hold you back. The entire congregation instantly should stand up and begin walking this direction. I said the entire congregation... Do you understand? Okay, how many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six. That's good. Go sit down, Keith. Okay, come over here. Two or three things. I'll hold the mic. Step up here. I totaled my car this week and um, swerved off the highway and ended up uh, in, a, in a wreck. And I was unscathed, even though my uh, car was totaled. And Marsha's son, uh, Catlin, was the state police officer that took care Thankful. of me. So thank Amen. You. All right. Hey, hey, hey. You go down this way. Chad, would you? Somebody, uh, Mr. Shemansky, help them down off there, would you please? This ladies, come on over here. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for God. Yep. My family. Yep. And my health. Wonderful. Thank you. Next. God bless us with a brand new grandbaby this week. Ah, thank you, Lord. I'm thankful for job, friends, and running water. Yes, yes, thankful. What are you thankful thank you for? Thank you for this pastor right here because I wouldn't be in my walk if I wasn't for him and his wife. So I thank you for all you guys and uh, for my walk where Eric's gotten me and my family. Thank you, Shad. Thank you, Shad. Jeremy, what are you thankful for? My wife. Yes. And my kids on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> and for this man right here, because I wouldn't be here without him. So, Amen. Oh, Thank yes. you. All right. What are you thankful for? Uh, healthy kids yep. and, uh, and uh, marital breakthrough. Come right. on. Come on. What are you thankful for? My sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thankful for? My sobriety as well. Yay. What are you I'm thankful for all you guys. Amen. Woo! What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for my children and Berla High Roy. And Berla High Roy. Come on up, Caleb. Caleb, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful to have a job, good health, and to finally meet God. Yay. Woo! You see how easy that is. I mean, it's, okay, my wife says let Keith go. Come here, Keith. <laughs> my wife says let Keith go. I'm thankful for my wife. Tell him what you're thankful for, Keith. Everything. Wow. I am. Yeah. I'm thankful for everything. Thankful for this church. Thankful for all of you. Thank you for letting me have a voice. You know, let me sing um, for you guys every week. It's... Uh, changed my life so Amen. yeah thanks thanks you know you need to create this attitude in your home with your spouse not just telling them thank you but telling them why you're thankful because a generic thank you that's okay but every monday morning i'll tell you this story every monday morning uh, we have a staff meeting down in the conference room and there's 10 or 15 i don't know 10 of us at least and um 
it's important to us that after we get done talking about our particular department, what our responsibilities are, what we're doing, and so on and so forth, what we actually do is we go around the table and you get to say what you are thankful for about the other people around the table. Every week, every week, I look at Devin or I look at Ryan, I look at my, hey man, you did an awesome job last week in, in doing what you did with the thing and that was really over and above, that was outstanding, way to go, thank you so much for that. And you'd say that for people around the table. You, what, what we do not like and what we do not allow in that meeting is for us to say what, Ryan? Hey, y'all did good. It was awesome. Y'all did a great week. And collectively, they'll all boo you. You know, that's like, no offense, that's like kissing your sister, you know what I'm saying? You're a first place loser. What do you mean thank you to everybody? Tell me thank you. That's what we say. That's what we're saying. I want to hear my name and I want to hear how thankful you are for me. Right, Levi? Levi's so good at it. Levi's so good at it. He's so good at being thankful. Thank you. Because, <laughs> yeah, you find them doing something good and you thank them for it. Well, come on up here, babe. My wife wants to say something now. Of course. On Christmas Eve, I fell up the stairs, so that tells you something. Um, but we did this in our home. It's just not he's preaching it. At night, we would sit on Hannah's bed, the three of us. And we would say, what are you thankful for today? Or we would say, what do you um, appreciate about the other person from the time Hannah was a little bitty? And you build that in your house. So, and we would go around the three of us. Oh, I think Hannah, you were really funny today. And I thought you did something very kind. And I'm very thankful for, you know, Ivan and the orphans or something. But we practice that in our home, sitting on her bed every night to teach thankfulness. And um, as, as some of you have met my nephews, both of my nephews lived with us for a while and we did that with them. It was like, this is what we do in our home at night. And they came into Hannah's bedroom with us and kind of sat there and they would say, and they're like, we love this. We really love this. And we had another couple girls live with us for a little while and they're like, we love this. So practice that in your home. And not only is it giving a spirit of thankfulness in your home, you're blessing the other person. Oh, Eric, I think you're awesome and you're so smart. I think this was great how you did this today. And it builds up your family. So give it a try. Yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. So we do practice what we preach. Um, and if you're still not sold, let me give you perhaps the most powerful example in all of scripture that I think relates to giving thanks and the byproduct. It's found in Jonah chapter two, verse nine. In Jonah chapter two, Jonah says, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed and I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. Now leave that up for a second. What you need to understand is that's Jonah chapter two. What you have in front of this is Jonah being rebellious, Jonah not doing what God said he should do, and suffering the consequences of being swallowed by a great fish. And in the belly of that great fish, you have the, the, the prescription of what happened to him. You know, I'm the seaweed all around me. My, my flesh is starting to deteriorate. It's turning white, and he starts complaining. This is horrible. It's dark in here. It's the worst thing ever. And this prayer, ladies and gentlemen, in chapter 2, verse 9, actually comes from inside the belly of that horrible day. Nevertheless, I will sing a song of thanksgiving. So the Lord could have just, you know, you know, the, the whale threw him up. There was another way to come out of the whale. <laughs> and so the Lord was patient. Are you thank, thankful he's patient with you? He heard all of the complaining, all the complaining, all the complaining. And God said, okay, keep complaining, Jonah. But when Jonah says, I will give thanks, the very next verse, boom, the fish vomits up Jonah and he comes out of the circumstance when he began to give thanks. So you may have a really terrible situation in your marriage, in your home, in your family. Stop focusing on the little spat, the little splot of, I'm not diminishing how, how large that is, but it seems much larger than it is, that little spaghetti spot on your white shirt. 
and begin to look at all the things God has given you. He gave you a brain, you've got a job, you've got bacon, you got socks, you got you got indoor plumbing. Well, yeah, it may not, you may not, here's the problem, when you spend too much time on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Facebook and you start comparing your life to everybody else, listen, 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 come on now. Okay, you're gonna do a selfie. Click, you look at it and you go, that's not good. Try again, click, I don't know, lighting's not right, click. What? I don't have two chins. All right, try again. Here, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Just stick your chin out just a little bit, like that. And then your eyes aren't right, and then your hair's not right. You know, you're trying to figure. And 17 photos later, you finally post one for the world to see where you are your absolute best you can be. There you are. The whole world sees that and, and you start scrolling through that and you look at how wonderful everybody's life is and how, how put together. How about we just start taking a picture of ourselves first thing in the morning with bad lighting and, and, and a little bit of egg right there after breakfast on your face. Because that's who we are, ladies and gentlemen. You're not that glossed. You're not that filtered person. You're not that. Stop believing you're that and stop believing that I'm that. Or Cheryl's that, or Kirsten's that, or Ryan's that, or Miles is that. We're not that. Sure, we want to put our best foot forward, just like you, but stop judging your life based on whatever you see. Listen, you got your own life. You got your own set of circumstances. Be thankful. Be thankful in the middle of whatever that terrible situation is, not because of it, but in it, and you'll know what will happen. You just might find yourself in Jonah's situation. God says, okay, here's some joy for you. Let's, let's go do this thing. Thankfulness. Arrogance. And unthankfulness go hand in hand. Thankfulness cultivates your humility. Why? Because I'm acknowledging the fact that you gave me something I didn't have. If you're ungrateful, you're arrogant. You may not think that you're arrogant, but I'm calling you arrogant, and I'm calling a spade a spade. You're just arrogant. You think the world owes you. Stop being that. Start being thankful. Somebody holds the door for you, thank you. Somebody, somebody, somebody makes you dinner this afternoon, thank you. Stop treating waiters and waitresses horrible. That's their job. They're doing the best they can. Well, if I was a waiter, shut, just shut it. Just, just stop, stop it, stop. How about you love on them? How about you be thankful that they showed up? Well, I'm paying and I deserve, yeah, you do, but that's not, I don't see any of that in here. Give thanks at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Stop having, stop having this air of superiority about yourself. Be grateful, walk in humility, and start saying thank you. It'll, it'll combat the, the ugliness of arrogance in your life. And so we choose to be thankful. It's a choice. Believe me. Believe me. It's not always easy. I'm not telling you it's easy. Sometimes it's hard to be thankful. If you don't like it, or the circumstance is really terrible, Find something to be thankful for. It will change your mental state. And God will go, oh, just like you, parent, when your child comes back and says, hey, mom, thanks for helping me make my lunch. Thanks for, thanks for cleaning my room. Thanks for doing my laundry. I mean, my wife, honestly, she's the laundry fairy. She loves doing laundry. She's weird. She's totally weird in that, but she loves doing laundry. And she, it's her passion. She loves to do laundry. That's odd, but it is what she does very well. And for me to like, just take that for granted, no. Okay, let's say, hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for cooking dinner. Thanks for, thanks for doing that. She'll say, hey, thanks for cutting the lawn. Thanks for whatever. There are things that I just do and things that you just do, but sometimes it's nice to be thanked. So go overboard. You can't be too thankful. Oh, he's just way too thankful. You ever heard that? No. She's just way too, no, be thankful in all things. So here's what we're going to do. There was 10 of you that came up here. That means there's 250 of you that didn't. So grab one of those cards in front of you and I want you to write down at least three, as many as 10 things. Go ahead. Every one of you should be moving now, grabbing one of those cards because we're all going to do this together. Those of you that are listening online, 
that are listening to the podcast, those of you watching by television, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to get a piece of paper and you're going to write down at least three, as many as 10, and you're going to write them down. Now, here's what you're going to find out. You're going to find out you're less thankful for things and more thankful for people if you stop and think about it. Oh, I'm thankful for my house. Okay, that's great. But how about your grandma, your uncle, your cousin? How many of you can say I'm thankful for my boss? I'm thankful for my boss. I'm thankful for my husband, my wife. Well, they're, they're all messed up and they're not very nice. Listen, just start being thankful for them because guess what? You said for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, and there you are. So start being thankful and you just might see the nose of the ship turn. So write down three, four things that you're thankful for. You say, why are we writing them down? I'm gonna tell you in a minute because you're gonna have to tell somebody what you're thankful for. Why? Because silent gratitude is useless. Silent gratitude is worthless. You are minting, you are in the process right now of minting a currency that you can never run out of. And you're gonna start handing these coins out today. Now, some of them you're going to be thankful to God for. I'm thankful to God for my, my health or my home or whatever. But there are going to be people on that list that you're going to have to either call or text or write. In fact, uh, when Aaron preached this sermon, and I'm just, I'm just vamping right now while you're thinking and writing. So I'm just kind of killing some time here. So you're writing, thinking. I'm not here to interrupt you, but I'm still talking. Uh, I, was, I was on vacation with Stephen Deb Nordyke in Florida when Aaron preached. I tuned in to catch a part of what he was saying. And one of the statements he said was having people in your corner. He used a boxing analogy. And within a matter of five minutes, I received two texts from two people in this room today, right now, that said, unbeknownst to me, I had no idea what they were talking about. They just said the same thing. Thank you for being in my corner. I was like, Wow. That feels really, really good. I have right now on my desk in my office three or four thank you notes that I got in the last month. Did I throw them away? Could have. Why are they there? Because I just like looking over there and see a little pile of thank you notes. Like, yeah. Somebody thinks what I did was good. Somebody thinks what I did was worthy of, of saying thank you. Now, you may not save your thank you notes like I do. The reason I save them is because I get an awful lot of other bad stuff. And every once in a while, I do have to be reminded that I'm okay in the eyes of the Lord and some people. So I keep a stack of those things around sometimes. So now you have, what, three, three things, five things, ten things that you're thankful for, right? Now some of those you're going to be thankful to God for. Maybe you're going to mark what those are. But then there's going to be people that you need to have a conversation with and tell them that you're thankful. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's a friend. It's a neighbor. Hey, thanks. Thanks for being there. You really blessed me when you did. Now the generic thank you, that's fine. Hey, thanks. Thanks for doing that. That was awesome. But the more specific you get the more currency you, you mint. Hey, not just thanks for coming to the meeting. Thanks, you, thanks for coming to the meeting, paying attention, and thanks for contributing because what you said was really valuable for everybody there. So I just want to say thank you for that. Boom. That shows somebody else did something for you. You're not all full of yourself. You needed somebody else. To, and then you're minting, you're minting graciousness towards them and you're fulfilling the word of God to give thanks in all things. So, there you have it. That's your assignment for today. It's going to be fun this afternoon when you text people, driving home, over dinner, whatever, and just say thank you. Because you know who should be the most thankful people on the face of the earth? Us, Christians, right? All right. Why don't you stand up with me? And we're going to pray. What do you think the first word's going to be out of my mouth? Dear God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We are so grateful. Can you just tell him thank you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. See, silent gratitude. Silent gratitude. Nah. From now on. Thank you, God. Thank you. You're good. You're so good. You woke me up this morning. I had food in my cupboard. I had clothes to wear. There was gas in my car. I got down here and there's a bunch of people that wanted to praise the Lord. So thank you for that. Thank you for my amazing wife. Thank you for my awesome sister who comes over from Indiana to be a blessing. Thank you, God, for, for Pastor Ryan being so on it and helping in so many ways. Thank you for, for and just you start thanking these people. You start, I'm thankful for you. Now that's generic. Here, I'm not praying anymore. I'm talking. I'm thankful for all of you. But that's generic. You don't, feel, you don't feel like, hey, 
Nancy. I just looked at Nancy. Nancy, thank you for taking care of that little area out there. We're going to plant flowers around the time capsule. Thank you for doing that. It's beautiful. I can't wait till the spring when those flowers come up. Thank you for doing that, for taking that on as your own responsibility. Thank you. Now, you know what just happened to Nancy's heart? Like the Grinch on Christmas Day. Boink, 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 boink. I was sincere, and I am sincere. But something inside of her went, oh, that's so nice to be thanked. This is how you make other people feel. And you, why we do this is because it's not about you. It's about the people you're thankful to. And most of all, thankful to the Lord. So, Father, fill our hearts with gratitude today. And if we've been a little bit uh, ungrateful, forgive us. Please, by your mercy, go in front of us. Your prevenient grace, prepare the way and help us to be more thankful. And we are most thankful for Jesus, above everything, what he did for us on the cross, taking the penalty for our sin. And if you never accepted that gift, today's the time. Now's the moment. You just say, thank you, Jesus, for offering salvation to me. I receive it. I, I want to walk with you. And if you've never done that or you'd like to do it again, just raise your hand with me. Here we are, God. We're saying thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for welcoming us home. Thank you for giving us a fresh start. Thank you for letting us try again. And thank you for your mercy. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of those things. And not only do I see your hand, but God sees your hand. Let's all together just say, thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul, for giving me a fresh start, and writing my name in the books of heaven. So the prayer teams, I'm going to release you guys to come back down front here, if you will, or back in the back. And if you need prayer today, you need someone to pray with you about what that decision you just made or what you're going through. We're here to pray for you. They're here to pray for you. Again, they have those lanyards on. But if not, here's your mission for the rest of the day. Go tell somebody thank you for what they mean to you. Amen? God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great day. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.